You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. Let me set the stage. Gateway National Recreation Area, a unit of the National Park System, is a lifeline to the outdoors in the middle of New York City. Facing political pressure, the Biden administration rubber-stamped the lease proposal to allow the construction of shelters for migrants inside the park boundaries. The lease was signed, and I would not be surprised if they're constructing migrant shelters as we speak. In New York City, where elderly American war veterans are being thrown out on the street to house the never-ending illegal invasion that may soon be flooding our national parks. What is this? I don't know. You know, you know, you don't have right to do this. I don't have the right to do what? Yes, you don't have right to film in here. That's what I'm telling you. What is this over here? And who are you? You hear me? Make this the last time you approach a member of the public giving them orders. It was very disgraceful what they did to the people in Island Shores. I said, no, 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 you're not moving me. And they said, yes, 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 we are. Everything was done behind closed doors. Meanwhile, in Chicago, the locals have finally had enough from their Democrat overlords. My name is Beatrice Ponce de Leon. I'm the deputy mayor for immigrant, migrant, and refugee rights. And if you think it was loud inside, it was just as rowdy outside because many people were not allowed in because they reached capacity. What I want to say is to Mayor Brandon Johnson, Mm -hmm. we are disappointed in you. This is the community that supported you. How dare you? Only time will tell as election season grows nearer as Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas flip-flops on his border wall hysteria. I want to address today's reporting relating to a border wall and be absolutely clear. There is no new administration policy with respect to the border wall. They had a choice. What happened was Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, I believe he was correct when he put out a memo that said that there is this voluminous amount of historic proportions of illegal migrants crossing the border. And that they need to do something to secure it. And guess what? They're putting up these barriers, i.e. a border wall. And what happens a few hours later? He's like, oh, oh, we don't believe in border walls and we're being forced to do it. Meanwhile, chaotic carnage streams across our border as yet another bus crash kills 18 migrants. Unchecked disease embeds itself into the heartland as tuberculosis and other diseases skyrocket. The city is actively monitoring 500 cases of this illness. Tuberculosis is a serious disease that kills millions worldwide. But in the United States, we're not used to seeing a lot of it until now. While Mexico warns that at least 10,000 military-aged men will pour into the United States on a daily basis. And he said, yeah, the U.N. sent me over here. I'm a soldier for the U.N., and I, they gave me this card. It's got a computer chip in it, like a bank card, you know. But it's got the guy's picture on it, information, number. And he was told to go to a certain city and get a place to stay and wait. They would get in touch with him through the phone. He's not just going to come live here. If he's a soldier for the U.N., he's not going to come live here for six months and then pay him $2,200 a month. Okay? Whatever they're planning on doing, they're planning on doing it within, I would say, the next 90 days to 120 days. 
Google my name, Todd Benzman, and Unit 910, and you'll see all of my reports on, on that. They are clandestine agents in American cities armed to the teeth with target lists already drawn up waiting for orders from, from Tehran. Uh, if things really blow on the northern wow. border in Israel and we help, uh, watch out for Unit 910. They admitted to us they have two dozen terrorists here in America they can't track. 220,000 a month. What if 1% of those individuals were affiliated, 1% with criminal organizations that we know of, with cartels that we know of, with foreign terrorist organizations that we know of, and they are in and around America and have been moving in and around America for two-plus months with CCP funding, Iranian support, Mideast terrorist organization financing, all to do one thing, establish sleeper cells in the U.S. and yes. wait for the right time to do this yes. to us. John Bowne reporting. The answer to 1984 is 1776. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. And now, your host, Owen Troyer. Ladies and gentlemen, an honor, a privilege to be here live with you from the InfoWars World Headquarters in Austin, Texas, on this Tuesday, October 10th, 2023 edition of the Alex Jones Show. And while I have a loaded news desk, the main topic of discussion today will yet again be the aftermath of what we saw in Israel over the weekend. And of course, now the attacks on the Gaza Strip. Now, We've also got Dr. Francis Boyle, who is a great guest with great geopolitical knowledge coming on in the second hour. And then we have Joel Skousen, who is a great guest with great geopolitical knowledge coming on in the third hour. And I'm going to remain neutral in those conversations and just let their experience and their knowledge come through the airwaves. But I also want to try to remain neutral in covering all of this news because when we get emotional and we get reactionary, we can be misled, we can fall for propaganda, and we can make mistakes. And I'm seeing way too much of that today. And the other thing I'm noticing is a double standard that doesn't add up to me. But before I get into all of that, let me just tell you the different angles, the different aspects that we have covering up, uh, that we have coming up that we're going to be covering today. Now, this whole story about the babies being beheaded, they're saying they found 40 babies beheaded. Well, this is about the worst possible thing you can imagine, the worst possible thing you can hear. And, you know, I, I don't even think it's fair to say, well, America's aborted 60 million babies. So what's 40 beheaded babies? America's aborted 60 million of them. I don't really think that's fair to say. But you notice that 
you will have the same people poo-pooing 60 million aborted babies, and you'll have Democrats that say, yeah, you should be able to abort babies right up to birth, but, but then this is an act so horrendous that we need to go to war over it. But there's another angle to that that I find more important. There's another angle to that that I want to cover today. But I'm going to do that when we come back in the next segment. Now, there's also this bloodlust and this greed for never-ending war. So how do we possibly have that going on? Well, you've got us with the unlimited funding and supporting of Ukraine. And now I suppose it's going to be whatever Israel needs as well. What happens if China goes into Taiwan? Is that going to be another situation? And then how can the Biden administration say this? And John Kirby confirmed it. That climate change is still their number one concern. Man-made climate change and carbon emissions. Boy, yeah. How much climate change is caused by war? Mm. That doesn't seem to matter. They can make as many weapons as they need. They can have as much war as they want. That's all fine. That doesn't cause climate change. But you driving a car, that's the problem. You having a gas stove at home, that's the problem. You eating steak dinner with your family, you having barbecue with your neighbors, that's the problem. Them making unlimited weapons for unlimited wars, that's not in the equation of stopping man-made climate change. And you so and so so right there on its face this argument or any legitimacy to the idea that humans on planet earth need to have their carbon emissions monitored and curtailed should be thrown out the window. So the government the world government that keeps the world in a state of perpetual war which I'm sure isn't good for the climate at least by their own measurements, says that you have to be controlled, you have to care about man-made climate change, but they can make weapons and jets and war all over the planet. That's all fine and good. You, the citizen of planet Earth, you need to be monitored, you need to be enslaved, you're causing climate change. Ignore that giant nuclear explosion down the road or even ignore the chemicals that they spray in the air right above your head. But, of course, they're using this war now for some of their other agendas. And they're saying, oh, well, maybe these terror groups are funded by cryptocurrencies, so we've got to stop cryptocurrencies. Maybe these terrorists are using Twitter to communicate, so we need to shut down Twitter. Boy, isn't that convenient. How convenient that is. And now you see this other narrative coming along, which was always the case. Yeah, we've got this thing called the Second Amendment. You know, the founding fathers of this country were pretty smart men. They were pretty advanced in their foresight and their political knowledge. 
in ways that we really don't properly respect. But they're saying, look, now gun ownership, advocacy, and activism is up in Israel. Oh, really? Oh, other countries now see the need for the Second Amendment. Bolsonaro becomes president of Brazil. They get more gun rights. The communists take over. They strip the gun rights. Crime goes back up. You look at every major city in the United States of America run by Democrats with gun control has the highest rates of gun violence. But oh my gosh, we're just realizing it now that private gun ownership and self-defense is an important thing as Israel loosens up its laws so that citizens can have guns and defend themselves. Yeah, again, the Second Amendment, the Bill of Rights, we understood this hundreds of years ago even. Why is it a debate now? It shouldn't be. Then there's the Joe Biden aspect. Then there's the Joe Biden aspect. Why has Joe Biden been so missing in action during all of this? Well, it's Joe Biden, and he obviously is in need of a lot of care and rest. But there might be another reason that they don't want to tell you, because the White House is putting out all this propaganda. Oh, Biden's been busy. He's been on the phone. Look, somebody, somebody typed up a 100-page statement. It shows how hard Biden's working. Well, no, Biden is actually being investigated right now for the last two days. Joe Biden has been investigated for the classified documents he was storing at his private residence, you know, with the famous garage photo with the Corvette and the secret classified documents stacked up behind it, and then also the Penn Biden Law Center in Pennsylvania that was run by the Chinese communists that they had access to probably. So Joe Biden is actually being investigated. Now, I'm not saying anything is going to come of those investigations, but but the crimes they're accusing Donald Trump of doing with the classified documents, Joe Biden actually did. And he wasn't the president, as Trump was. So he's been investigated for the last two days over that. My guess is nothing comes of it, but the White House isn't telling you about that. They're just saying, oh, no, Biden's been very active during all of this. Actually, he had a barbecue lunch with a live band at the Rose Garden while he's being investigated. That's what's going on. Last year, we put this book out, The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out, and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of a society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next-level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, 
but inform yourself to the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. My fellow patriots, the trifecta has not been in stock for years. Many of these products have been sold out for years, but we've not had all three of them at once together at InfoWarsStore.com for 40% off. This is your best opportunity at the lowest price to support the broadcast, but more importantly, experience DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, and Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. All three of these products are back in stock right now for a limited time at 40% off. It would take me an hour to tell you about what's in DNA Force Plus or Real Red Pill Plus or Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, read about these products, find out why they're so game-changing, and get yours today. DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, all three back in stock. It's the trifecta sale, 40% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com, and it keeps us on air. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Considering how to broach these topics today, knowing how polarized this issue is, I try to find ways and angles and perspectives that make it consumable and palatable for everybody, even if you might disagree, because Unfortunately, when there's emotional reactions during war or atrocities like this, people's common sense and their what might be a 2020 vision is now is now skewed and is now manipulated. And when you're emotional, it's hard to admit that. And when you see atrocities, it's it's hard to accept that that might be the case because we are emotionally driven Conscious beings. But I have to consider and I have to look at some other angles here. And I'm surprised that more people don't have this same response. And and I guess I should even be more specific. We've seen a political movement happening in this country. We've seen it behind Donald Trump and even InfoWars. Where people talk about fake news. And where people will admit our politicians are lying to us all the time. But so how is it that those people that understand that paradigm now. So you're saying the same media and the same politicians that, you know, lie to you about everything else, but they're being honest about this situation in Israel. See, that might stir you up emotionally, doesn't it? But what is so irrational about what I said? You know, the news lies to you. You know, it's propaganda. You call it fake news. You know our politicians lie to us. You know they lie to get us into wars. It's the military-industrial complex. So let's just take a step back. The same people that you know lie to you about everything are being honest about what's going on in Israel. Do you really believe that? 
just asking questions, which we should all be doing. And I see this notion coming out of D.C. We have to support Israel at all costs. We have to support Israel at all costs. Well, even if you believe all the news and this is the worst thing ever by Hamas and the beheaded babies and the slaughter at the concert and their desire to wipe the state of Israel off the map and kill all Jews, let's say that it's the fully worst vision of Hamas or, or even Palestinians that you can have, let's still take a pause here. Because actions have consequences. What does supporting Israel at all costs look like? And then what are the consequences of that? If we support Israel at all costs, what if that leads to World War III? What if that leads to a nuclear war? Do you want to still support Israel at all costs? Is that still worth it to you? What if Americans get brought into this? What if our homeland becomes under attack or involved in a World War III? What if it's your sons and daughters getting drafted by the Biden administration to go fight in a World War III, started over a religious war, a holy war that has nothing to do with you? Is it still worth it to support Israel at all costs? What if supporting Israel at all costs meaning means that we draw into a larger conflict with Iran? What if China and Russia have already decided geopolitically that they're going to be siding with Iran in this escalation? And then that leads to more escalation and more war and World War III or nuclear war. Do you still want to support Israel at all costs? I don't see people asking this. I see them jumping off the ledge. Hey, maybe you argue that morally supporting Israel is the right thing to do. Geopolitically, supporting Israel is the right thing to do. But again, at what cost? We have to think about these things. The art of war, chess, that's how this stuff goes. So to everybody out there that's jumping off the ledge, we have to support Israel at all costs. I would just ask, what if that cost is World War III? What if that cost is our homeland, the United States of America, getting under attack? Do you still think we should support Israel at all costs? Who's asking these questions? Who's considering these things in their heightened rhetoric? Another thing I'm noticing... We humanize one side of these stories, but not the other. And this doesn't just apply to Israel versus Palestine. This applies to really everything, doesn't it? We never humanized the war in Yemen. We don't humanize what goes on in the streets of the United States of America. Pick any major American city this last weekend, there were multiple victims of gun violence, dozens wounded, dozens killed. We don't humanize that. 
We don't humanize the Americans suffering in the streets of Philadelphia, Chicago, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, St. Louis, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Portland. I could go on. We don't humanize that. We don't draw emotional responses over that. We could, but we don't. And by the way, that's in your own backyard. That's right here in your own country where those humans are suffering. But you get more emotional over a holy war, centuries old holy wars on the other side of the planet that really doesn't even have to affect you. Why? Why is it that I hear about all the atrocities that happened in Israel, but when I see an entire city in Gaza completely leveled, I'm not supposed to be emotional. I'm supposed to celebrate. Why? And there was a major controversy over a statement released by the Israeli government and Netanyahu where they said savages and animals, and they clarified, we didn't call them animals, we called them savages, and we weren't talking about the Palestinians, we were talking about Hamas. Okay, well, I guess you could call Hamas savages. I don't think too many people would argue that after what we saw, but are you telling me that the hundreds of buildings you just flattened in Gaza where Palestinians were living, are they all Hamas? Are they all savages? So that double standard doesn't make sense to me. You make sure to clarify that the Palestinians in Gaza are not savages. You're only talking about Hamas, but then you go and completely level the Palestinians in Gaza. And then they don't get humanized. So I'm just asking questions here, folks. I'm not picking a side. I'm just asking questions. And quite frankly, if I am choosing any side, I'm choosing the side of the United States of America. Because we got our own problems right here in our front yards, our backyards, our kitchens, our living rooms, our bedrooms that we need to address before stuff that goes on on the other side of the world. Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is the Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. Naturally, you're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Big Brother, mainstream media, government cover-ups. You want to stop tyranny? Well, so does he. Live from the InfoWars.com studios, it's Alex Jones. And now, your host, Owen Troyer. 
Now, again, I ask, because many people who I thought understood this, we've seen a whole political movement in this country, a new renaissance in this country that understands how propaganda works more than ever before. We call it the fake news. We have the congressional approval rating, the lowest it's ever been. We understand that the media lies to us. We understand that our politicians lie to us. But I'm sure we're getting the full truth on the situation in Israel. No. No. I'm not going to think that way. And I want to rewind the clocks back to a famous moment of propaganda that got us into a war. Because you notice there's always a consistency before a large war. There's a false flag. There's a big lie. There's an emotionally driven response. And then there's a devastating war. Now, I'm not an insane person. And I know that those that don't know history are doomed to repeat it. And doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. That's not going to be us here at InfoWars. Even if that means swimming upstream, even if that means hitting the barbed wire first. But let's rewind the clocks back. This is not even debated anymore. And I'll show you with all the different headlines. But you may recall this famous moment. In 1990, that got us into the Gulf War. Emotional. Children. And a giant lie. Do you remember this? My mother and I were in Kuwait on August 2nd for a peaceful summer holiday. My older sister had a baby on July 29th. And we wanted to spend some time in Kuwait with her. I only pray that none of my 10th grade classmates had a summer vacation like I did. I may have wished sometime that I could be an adult. That I could grow up quickly. What I saw happen to the children of Kuwait and to my country has changed my life forever. It has changed the life of all Kuwaitis, young and old. We are children no more. My sister, with my five-day-old nephew, traveled across the desert to safety. There is no milk available for the baby in Kuwait. They barely escaped when their car was stuck in the desert, desert sand, and help came from Saudi Arabia. I stayed behind and wanted to do something for my country. The second week after an invasion, I volunteered at the Aladan Hospital with 12 other women who wanted to help as well. I was the youngest volunteer. Other women were from 20 to 30 years old. While I was there, I saw the Iraqi soldiers come into the hospital with guns. They took the babies out of the incubators, took the incubators, and left the children to die on the cold floor. It was horrifying. I could not help but think of my nephew, who, if born premature, might have died that day as well. Now, it is not even disputed that that entire testimony was fake. And you can do a quick internet search 
and find hundreds, if not thousands, of articles. I mean, here's some I just decided to print, just for brevity's sake. I mean, even even leftist, I mean, liberal websites all admit this. Of course, they were anti-war at the time because there was a Republican in office, George Bush. So they're anti-war when a Republican in office. They're pro-war when a Democrat in office. But, but I mean, let, let's just look here. Here are the headlines. It's not even questioned. How false testimony and a massive U.S. propaganda machine bolstered George H.W. Bush's war on Iraq. Democracy now. Washington Post, the Kuwaiti incubator hoax. Washington Post, the Kuwaiti incubator hoax. The fake news in 1990 that propelled the United States into the first Gulf War. The great lie of the Gulf War, how a false testimony changed the public view of the war. Kuwait story of babies removed from incubators refuses to die, even though it was fake. Propaganda, remember the Kuwaiti babies. Now again, hundreds if not thousands of these stories, it's not even debated anymore that that was war propaganda to get the United States involved in the Middle East and the Gulf War. And it's not the only time there's been a false flag to get us into war. We were lied to about the Gulf of Tonkin. And if the theories are true that Netanyahu or intelligence networks let Hamas have this attack so that they could launch a further war, that wouldn't be the first time that has happened either. So, yeah, I understand the emotional response. I'm not a heartless, soulless person. When you see the story and the headlines, Hamas slaughters 40 babies and children in one town with some beheaded, Israeli military and government says. Yeah, that's, that's about as bad as it gets. That's about as horrific as you can imagine. But you know what? When you are at war and you are in the field, and you are in the trenches, and I'm not here comparing myself to field warriors, but you know, we are in an info war, and I am in the trenches here, and you got to keep a level head. And you can't get distracted, and you can't get manipulated, and you can't get deceived, and so that's not going to be us. That's not going to be me. Now, am I saying that This is fake news. Am I saying that they're lying about this? Am I saying they false flagged this? No, I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying I know propaganda exists in times of war. I know false flags lead us into more war. And I know how they use the emotions of people with deception to get more support for wars. For reasons and benefits that are not for the very citizens and the people they claim that they are for. And there's a reason why I have consciously decided to not show any of the footage, really, from what's been going on since this weekend. Now, obviously, some of it we just know is true. Some of it's just live cameras and live reporting, like all the bombing of we seeing of, of the Gaza Strip today. But, you know, some of the videos that that I'm seeing of the kids 
Like, for example, one video was going around with a bunch of kids in cages and everybody was saying, look at what Hamas is doing to kids. Totally fake. Totally fake. Video from years ago and, and really the origins of it are debated, whether it was in Syria or whether it was even Palestinian kids in cages. They don't know. But everybody shared this video. Ted Cruz, Mark Levin, look at what the Palestinians are doing. Look at what Hamas is doing, putting Israeli babies in cages. Fake news propaganda. I don't even want to get into all the Israeli Instagram models that they have now in these videos. Again, I'm just not showing any of that stuff because I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. And I am going to make damn sure I'm not part of promoting any war propaganda or any false flag propaganda to manipulate this audience emotionally and draw us into a larger conflict. And again, I ask... To those saying we must support Israel at all costs, what if the cost is World War III and what if the cost is us going to war, your sons and daughters going to war, or an attack on our homeland? Should we still support Israel there? Just asking. Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening, defeating the globalists, and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book, part two of The Great Reset and the War for the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send us to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the Info War. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support, but this is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. The most powerful InfoWars life formula yet. DNA Force Plus is now back in stock for 25% off while supplies last. This elite formula contains the most cutting-edge enzymes, potent antioxidants, and traditional naturally occurring ingredients to protect the vitality of your very DNA. The powerhouse ingredients in DNA Force Plus include QQQ, CoQ10, organic reishi mushroom, astrologus roots, rhodiola roots, and an array of even more incredible antioxidants and extracts carefully chosen to help support healthy heart function while promoting energy production down to the cellular level. Provide your cells and DNA with the protection they need and try a bottle of DNA Force Plus today for 25% off or for an additional 10% off grab the combo pack with DNA Force Plus and Body Soul Support. These offers and so much more are only available at InfoWarsStore.com You're listening to The Alex Jones Show.
You know, I gotta say, I gotta say that if the images from the Gaza Strip today don't break your heart, just like the images from Israel over the weekend, then I think you have hate in your heart. And, you know, I understand people that might have that hate if you are from that region, if your family is from Israel or Palestine, or maybe you can even date your lineage and your family history to the Ottoman Empire from hundreds of years ago when this conflict was was raging and wars were raging. You know, then maybe I understand that. But man, if you're here in the United States of America and you were able to escape that and enter into a land of peace and prosperity and independence and you're still harboring that hate in your heart, man, that's sad. That's sad. And, and when I see this all over the world now, pro-Israel protesters facing off with pro-Palestine protesters in the streets of London and Germany and the Netherlands and Australia all over the United States of America, breaks my heart. If you want to be a part of that culture, if you want to be a part of that never-ending holy war, centuries old, then, then go back to that region. If you want to talk about how Hamas needs to be slaughtered, then, then, then sign right up for the war. There's plenty of people in Israel that have, by the way. In fact, hundreds of thousands have now volunteered to join the ranks of the Israeli military. So, so for them, that's understandable. But that's not me. That's not my country. That's not my war. And it shouldn't be. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as I am filling in for Alex Jones today, that's because Alex Jones is currently on a top-secret mission. And it might not be so top-secret by the end of the day. I'm not so sure when this is going to come out, but it might be by the end of the day. Certainly, you'll find out about it by the end of tomorrow. But let's just say Alex is up to some pretty epic and important stuff today. Now... Talk about epic stuff. The new book, The Great Awakening, Defeating the Globalist and Launching the Next Great Renaissance. The follow-up to The Great Reset and the War for the World. This is the latest book by Alex Jones. And man, you know, that one was a real focused dissertation about The Great Reset and the globalist plan for the corporate world government. This goes even deeper into the phenomenon and gets into the cultural aspects the artificial intelligence aspects, and so much more, but also how we, the people, can have a great renaissance in the face of it. And so not only is this copy available at InfoWarsStore.com, you can get a signed copy by Alex Jones exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. Get your signed copy exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com, and this basically operates like a fundraiser. When you buy the autographed copy at InfoWarsStore.com, that goes towards funding this operation and keeping us on the air. Despite all the lawfare against us, all the censorship against us, they're putting me in prison for my speech. We will still be on the air thanks to your continued support at InfoWarsStore.com. So when you buy the autographed copy, I've already got my autographed copy. I might have an inside track. Let's just say I got an inside track. I got my autographed copy already. But you can get yours exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. The Great Awakening. Uh, this might be some prison reading for me. Um, learning more, by the way, 
it does appear you can send me books while I'm in jail. Um, and, and I'm not going to go too much further into this. I will be hosting the War Room today. Let's see. I've got uh, two weeks, officially two weeks, until I turned myself in to a federal prison for a speech crime, as this is going down now in the Biden Department of Justice and U.S. attorneys. I'm going to jail for a speech crime. So um, I'm, I'm now a four-time actual speech prisoner, but this sentencing, obviously, the most egregious of them all. So, uh, but, but, but just so you know, again, totally appreciative. Thanks to you. I'm still appealing this. The legal fight is not over yet. If they can pr- imprison me for my free speech rights, then they can imprison you. So we have to battle this legally till the bitter end, whether I'm sitting in a jail cell or I'm here on the air. And your continued support at DefendOwen.com makes that possible. But pay attention to the war room for the next two weeks because I'm going to tell you ways where you can still support me, where you can send me stuff like books when I'm in jail, or you can make sure there's money in my commissary so uh, I can buy other stuff while I'm in jail. Uh, I'm still learning all these details myself, quite frankly. But uh, stay tuned at the InfoWars War Room at band.video, and uh, I'll make sure that you guys have all those details. Also, though, we have a 24-hour flash sale happening right now. The Real Red Pill Plus, 40% off, 24-hour flash sale. This is only 24 hours. This is only 24 hours. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to wait, I'm going to get the Real Red Pill Plus for 40% off tomorrow, won't be there. Won't be there. 24 hours only, Real Red Pill Plus, 40% off, InfoWarsStore.com. Very important ingredients like vitamin K, vitamin B6, vitamin B12, the pregnenolone, the beetroot, naturally occurring caffeine, the Real Red Pill Plus, part of my daily regimen, 40% off, 24-hour flash sale. Infowarsstore.com. All right. All right. Um, boy, oh boy. Where to go from here before we're joined by Dr. Francis Boyle? Let me just continue to pile through, pile drive through some of these headlines. Now, again, I'm just trying to think critically and logically here when the Israeli security minister says there will be no electricity, no food, no fuel, everything is closed talking about in Gaza, we are fighting human animals and will act accordingly. But again, they say, oh, we're not calling the Palestinians animals, just Hamas. But then it's the Palestinians that are actually dealing with the aftermath of the Hamas attacks. And the president of El Salvador, I think, put it best as as he comes from a Palestinian background. He says the worst thing for Palestine right now is Hamas. But now the Gaza Strip and Palestinians are suffering the consequences for what Hamas did, but they want to make sure, oh, we're not saying Palestinians are animals, only Hamas, but then they destroy all the Palestinians' homes. And by the way, this is not new. This has been part of the controversy for years. Israel shutting off water, gas, electricity, and all the other stuff. So again, this is not my fight. This is not supposed to be my emotional fight. And when I see these issues get humanized, but not what goes on in my own backyard, with the American poverty, the American drug abuse and addiction, the violent crime wave in our streets. I mean, how about the collapsing of our economy? The cost of living is almost unaffordable in this country now. Nobody humanizes that. Not to mention the wide open southern border where all kinds of people could be coming in. We'll address that in a second, but I think Rand Paul is right. Rand Paul urges the United States to stay hands off over Gaza attack. I actually agree, and I ask one more time to those saying we must support Israel at all costs. Say, really, at all costs? What if the cost is World War III? 
What if the cost is nuclear war? What if the cost is an attack on our homeland? What if the cost is a larger escalation with Iran and China and Russia? What if the cost is your sons and daughters and grandsons and granddaughters going to war to fight and die? Is that cost worth it over what happened in Israel? They say it all costs, but have you really weighed all the costs? Have you really thought about all the costs? And isn't it perfect every time the New World Order gets to use these wars for their own agendas? Militant, militants behind Israel attack raised millions in crypto. So now they're saying, oh, well, they were only able to get this money in cryptocurrencies. So see, we have to stop cryptocurrencies and we have to monitor cryptocurrencies. Oh, that's what the central bankers want. They want to stop the cryptocurrencies from being successful because they want their own central bank digital currencies. X, formerly Twitter, amplifies disinformation amid the Israel-Hamas conflict. So what? Oh, the government has to come in and monitor Twitter now. The government has to come back in and take over Twitter and censorship and run the whole thing. So, so they're using this war to go after crypto and going after free speech on the Internet. How convenient for the World Economic Forum corporate government. Last year, we put this book out. The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of a society we could build together. That's why it's the Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next level information and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. be joined by Dr. Francis Boyle. And I got to tell you, I have had some really incredible, game-changing next year's News Today interviews with Dr. Francis Boyle before. And so really looking forward to getting his expertise and wisdom and, and geopolitical information coming up in the next segment. Let me first go through some of these other stories. I, I had a belly laugh earlier today. The crew probably thought I was crazy, but sometimes I'm sitting here reading news at the desk, and every once in a while I just blurt out a, 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 a giant laugh, and they probably look up from their stations like, what? Uh, th- this one had me, this one had a belly laugh. According to the Pentagon, the U.S. has enough weapons for both Israel and Ukraine. <laughs> I'm sorry, it did it. it did it again. It did it again. Of course they do. Sure they do. Sure, they, you get a free car, you get a free car, you get a missile, you get a missile, you get a jet, you get a tank. Free weapons for everybody. But you, the dirty American, you, your Second Amendment is not unalienable. Your Second Amendment can be infringed upon. In fact, we're going to ban assault weapons, says the Democrats. But you get a free weapon of war, you get a free weapon of war, you get a free weapon of war. 
But you, the dirty American, turn your gun in. The U.S. has enough weapons for both Israel and Ukraine. Of course. Who, who, who's next? Who's next? And how many U.S. politicians, how many people in the Pentagon, wouldn't you like to know how many of them own stock in weapons manufacturers and weapons contractors? How many of them bought stock in oil futures? Wouldn't you like to know? Wouldn't you like to know? I know I would. Oh, we oh 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 yeah. We got weapons for everybody, says the guy with 500,000 shares in Lockheed Martin. We got weapons for anybody, says the guy with 150,000 shares of Raytheon. General Dynamics, Boeing, you name it. We got weapons for everybody. But by the way, the White House says that climate change is our number one issue. But but War and weapons manufacturing, that doesn't add to climate change. Just you eating a steak and you driving a car. I mean, this stuff is ridiculous. White House says it may ask Congress for more funding to support Israel and Ukraine. It's not going to ask. But see, by law, Congress controls the purse. Actually, the House controls the purse. I mean, the House could technically shut down all funding for everything tomorrow. But we don't live in the Constitutional Republic. As Benjamin Franklin said, you have a Constitutional Republic if you can keep it. And then Vladimir Zelensky issues statements. Again, these were laughable. He's blaming it all on Russia. Zelensky blames Israel's war on terror on Russian President Vladimir Putin. He says, uh, Putin is doing this to distract from what's going on in Ukraine. This pathetic scum sucker. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the most important. I need the money. I need the weapons. Look at me hopping around like a fairy on crack, a meth head. This this warmongering, money-grubbing, scum-sucking Vladimir Zelensky. Putin is doing this to distract from how important Ukraine is. God, you are pathetic. But, you know, it is worth asking, and I'm no weapons expert, but I've gone and watched people that are weapons experts And they're saying that, you know, these weapons that uh, Hamas appears to be using look like they're American-made. Normally, they get their stuff from Russia. They get their their missiles and their their arms and their stuff all comes from Russia. They're saying, uh, these don't look like Russian-made weapons. Again, I'm not the weapons expert. That's why I'm not really leaning into it. But it it is worth investigating, probably. Who's to say that Vladimir uh, Zelensky isn't sending weapons of war into those regions for his own profits as he makes it all about himself. Israel blames Europe for Hamas attack. EU funded anti-Semitic propaganda at root. Oh, I see. So it's the old, you're either with us or you're with the terrorist routine. It seems like that's the old calling card once again. Live from the InfoWars.com studios, you're listening to The Alex Jones Show. And now, your host, Owen Troyer. Joining me now on The Alex Jones Show is... 
Dr. Francis Boyle, and I've got his incredible resume right here in front of me, but I don't even want to waste this precious time with Dr. Boyle. I would just say this. It was back in January and February of 2020 where I had the privilege of interviewing Dr. Boyle, and he said, yeah, this virus came out of a Wuhan lab, and of course he's been completely proven right. So uh, his knowledge, wisdom, and expertise is very valued here on the Alex Jones Show. Dr. Francis Boyle, now you are very geopolitically informed. This issue between Israel and Palestinians and the whole Middle East goes back for hundreds of years When you see the latest developments in the last four days, and here's your book that you wrote in 2009, Palestine, Palestinians, and International Law, with your geopolitical knowledge, what has been your reaction to what we've seen in the last four days, Dr. Francis Boyle? Well, Owen, thank you very much for having me on, and my best to the uh, InfoWars audience. Uh, Well, I think those of us who follow the situation knew that uh, another intifada was coming along, given all the uh, depredations that the uh, Israelis have inflicted on the uh, Palestinians, especially at uh, Holy Al-Aqsa Mosque. You recall this is called the uh, uh, Al-Aqsa Flood, where you have these uh, fanatical uh, Jewish fundamentalists storming uh, Al-Aqsa, the third holiest site in Islam, some would say the second, and uh, uh, basically trying to destroy Al-Aqsa and build their uh, so-called temple. So it was only a question of time before something happened and this happened. Now, I did want to make one point that is uh, uh, very important. Uh, Everyone is calling uh, Hamas a terrorist organization. And that's typical uh, not only of Israel, but also the United States. Uh, Anyone who opposes what they're doing is automatically a terrorist. But Hamas clearly qualifies as a national liberation movement, not a terrorist organization, as defined by the uh, uh, additional protocol one to the four Geneva Conventions of 1949, that says, and let me uh, uh, repeat, it's an armed conflict in which peoples are fighting against colonial domination and alien uh, occupation and against racist regimes in the exercise of their right of self-determination. Now, the International Court of Justice has already ruled that the Palestinians have a right of uh, self-determination. That's in the uh, uh, wall advisory opinion that that Israel has grievously violated. And certainly uh, Hamas uh, is fighting against, quote, colonial domination and alien occupation and against a uh, racist regime. So this is pure propaganda that uh, Hamas is nothing more than uh, a terrorist organization. You know, they said the same thing about the PLO. And you know, eventually they began to uh, negotiate with the PLO at the uh, Middle East peace negotiations in 1991, where I served as uh, legal advisor to the uh, Palestinian uh, delegation. So I don't think we should uh, let this term 
uh, uh, terrorists define uh, what what Hamas uh, it did here. They are uh, a national liberation movement. That's the way we have to define uh, the uh, events of the past few days. Well, then I have to go with what detractors to your comments would say. How would you then define the actions by Hamas over the weekend? Well, they're, you know, they're struggling uh, the, under international law. They have a right to use force uh, against uh, these Zionist uh, military uh, occupation uh, uh, regime that has been imposed on the entire uh, mandate for Palestine, uh, as you know, as they see it. But wouldn't it be fair to argue that going into a concert or or, or killing innocent people is, is not going after the oppressors? Or in their eyes, do they view that as anybody in Israel is the oppressor? Well. Oh, and we've been through this before with the uh, Algerian War for Independence, where the FLN, the uh, National Liberation Front, took the position that the uh, French Pied Noir, the colons who had immigrated from France to Algeria, were legitimate targets of attack because uh, they were part of the imperial colonial uh, racist regime. And so, regretfully, they they did attack uh, civilians. You could uh, see that movie, The uh, Battle uh, of Algiers, that presents their position quite well. So uh, I'm not speaking here for Hamas, but as they see it, all of Palestine, the mandate for Palestine, is occupied by this brutal, racist, genocidal, Zionist regime. And everyone there is is part of it. It's it, they're like the uh, Pied Noir in uh, in Algeria before uh, uh, Algeria's independence. Now, why? Because you bring up the Geneva Convention and some of this international law and 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 some of the just the the standard definitions when when you're applying it to this situation. Why has the international community either been torn or or really rather silent? on what's been going on? Well, let me point out, Owen, that uh, uh, Israel officially denies that the Geneva Conventions apply to protect uh, uh, Palestine uh, and the uh, Palestinians. They, they deny it, and they, you know, they paid no attention at all to it. And so, uh, unfortunately, the United States government, Europe, pretty much uh, go along with it. Uh, that's, as we saw just during the past few days, the United States and all of Europe mobilized to the, to the support of, uh, of Israel uh, and uh, uh, you know, branded uh, Hamas terrorists, even though they clearly qualify as the National Liberation Movement. Well, would it be fair to say that the Geneva Convention then is essentially a dead duck? It's a dead duck as far as Israel sees it. Yes, and 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 the Israeli uh, military they couldn't care less. They you know they you, you see right now, uh, uh, fourteen hundred uh, bombing attacks on Gaza where two million people live, uh, a shoot to kill policy against Palestinians on the West Bank desecration of the uh, Haram al-Sharif. They don't care. The Palestinians care, uh, and there are other 
uh, countries in the world that that might care. But uh, since the United States government doesn't care, there's very little they can do. And the the U.S. government, I remember going into the uh, uh, embassy in uh, Tel Aviv uh, at that time, uh, uh, having spent two weeks traveling all up and down uh, occupied Palestine and say, well, you know, they're they're committing violations of the uh, Geneva Conventions here. And I was told by the uh, consular official there, said, well, this is an internal matter for Israel. I said, not at all. We're a party to the uh, Geneva Conventions. We have an obligation to respect and to ensure respect uh, by Israel of the Geneva Conventions. <laughs> and the consular official said to me, well, you have to take that up with the State Department. It's ridiculous. Uh, we arm them, equip them, supply them, train them to engage in gross and consistent patterns of violations of the Geneva Convention, tantamount to crimes against humanity and outright genocide against the Palestinians. And you saw the uh, statement uh, just released by the Secretary of Defense. We're sending weapons over there now as we speak. That's Dr. Francis Boyle. We take a short break. We'll pick this conversation right back up where we left it. Your voice counts. When you share information, be it over the Internet or in person, it changes the world. The globalists know their agenda is unpopular. They know you're angry. And now to get around big tech, it's more important than ever that we use every tool we've got. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you sign up for our free news and show alerts, you can then take those alerts, those articles and those live feeds both the regular shows, the special reports, and share them with everyone you know. Take action now by texting the word NEWS, N-E-W-S, to 833-470-0438. That's 833-470-0438 for InfoWars Emergency News Alerts. Or text the word SHOW to 833-470-0438 and receive live show notifications. Take action now, create the chain reaction, and tell others to share those texts. Get news alerts at 833-470-0438. Have you ever thought about turning your Glock, XD Family, or 1911 handgun into a semi-automatic carbine? It only takes about 30 seconds. The MacTech carbine upper is classified as an accessory and can be delivered right to your doorstep with no FFL or background check required. It's the world's most versatile pistol accessory. Build your custom upper today. Simply go to handgunconversion.com. That's handgunconversion.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Honored to be joined by Dr. Francis Boyle today, and his geopolitical expertise is much appreciated. And 
And I want to kind of clarify something I said in the last segment and then let Dr. Boyle finish his statements because, again, you're, you're just getting into really it's, it's more just legalese talk. It's international law when it comes to war and war crimes that you are citing here. And it's funny because I don't really see that anywhere else, Dr. Boyle. It's, it seems to be you. I know you're not the only man with that knowledge, but you seem to be the only one presenting it to the public. And, of course, it's right here on InfoWars. But when I'm, just to clarify what I, what I said in the last segment, most of the international community is, is standing with Israel. I mean, we see that not just in America. Uh, California lights up its capital in white and blue, and you have uh, Australia, and you have all these other, uh, in, in Europe, and all these countries supporting Israel. They're all in for Israel, but yet what you're, what you're referring to here is what the international law is when it comes to war and the Geneva Convention, and so the only statement I've ever seen anywhere near to what you're talking about, it did come from the U.N., not many people heard it, but there was a statement at the U.N. basically condemning Israel for what they've done to Palestine. But outside of that, why do you suppose nobody's talking about what you're talking about? And and why do you think it? I mean, it appears I would say most of the international community is is fully in support of what Israel is doing here. Well, first of all, it's not most of the international community. You have uh, uh, two million, two, sorry, two billion Muslims that oppose what's going on here. And you have uh, 58 members of the Islamic Conference Organization that oppose what's going on here. But yes, the uh, uh, Western news media, uh, except for uh, InfoWars, uh, is uh, under Zionist control, domination, funding, executives, pundits, experts. Just just watch it. ABC, NBC, CNN, MSNBC, BBC. It's all being told from the uh, uh, Zionist uh, perspective. So, of course, you uh, don't hear uh, any of the uh, uh, considerations I'm wage- uh, I'm uh, uh, talking about here uh, today, because the international law is all against uh, is, is against Israel. Again, that was decided by the uh, International uh, Court of Justice in their uh, uh, advisory opinion on Israel's wall. And uh, let me repeat, here's a uh, review of my book, uh, quote, the advisory opinion of the International Court of Justice on the Israeli wall published in July could almost stand alone as a review of Professor Francis Boyle's book. The World Court judges comprehensively confirm and validate his work in elaborating the case for the Palestinians in international law. That is correct. Uh, I've been arguing for you know, the Palestinians since uh, I entered Harvard in 1971 as an ardent uh, uh, Palestinian supporter. That's why I don't teach at Harvard. Uh, but uh, it, it, the Western news media is just not not going to report all this. It's Zionist controlled, dominated. It's that simple. You know, I don't know how much more you want to lean into that, but I, I'm glad you brought that up because there's a wild phenomenon that happens here at Infowars, and and it's not that I want to get any 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 fuel to these to these wild eyed, deranged people, but it's funny because you and I know this is happening today. I can I can just hear it. I can just hear it telepathically. The people that are tuned in that are that are fully in support of Israel and and they buy into this that oh Hamas is obviously the only problem here and not. I'm just trying to remain neutral, at least for the sake of this interview. 
And I can hear them. Hamas are the terrorists. They beheaded babies. They raped women in the streets. They dragged them. They're the bad guys. What's wrong with you? Why aren't you condemning this? And I can hear that. But it's funny because at the same time, there are people who are completely convinced that InfoWars or Alex Jones or myself is somehow in the Zionist-controlled media. And so it's, it's this wacko thing where if you actually try to be neutral and you actually try to just deliver the reality of the situation, all these wild-eyed conspiracies arise. So I, I'm, just, I'm glad that you mentioned that today because it's something that sticks in my crawl here where it's like you get accused of being X and then somebody else accuses you of being Y and, and really you're, you're neither, you're just neutral in the situation. But I don't know if you want to lean into that further because I do think this is a heavy topic. Why is it that so many people, even people that didn't fall for the whole war in Ukraine being supported 24-7, immediately they're all in to support Israel? Zionist brainwashing in the uh, news media and in uh, higher education. Uh, you know, I spent seven years at Harvard. I have three degrees from Harvard. I spent two years uh, teaching there at Harvard. Everything on the Middle East is taught from a Zionist uh, perspective. It's that simple. Uh, And, you know, it's true at the other uh, uh, Ivy Leagues uh, uh, as well, elite uh, educational uh, institutions. I mean, look, I was as pro-Israel as anyone else until the 1967 war. I had been brainwashed uh, uh, to support Israel. But when the 1967 war came, just looking at it objectively, as you're calling for here, uh, uh, Israel struck first. It was uh, acts of serial aggression around uh, uh, to the Arab states. Uh, they uh, ethnically cleansed the uh, inhabitants uh, out of uh, uh, the West Bank, uh, out of uh, uh, Gaza, out of uh, uh, the Golan Heights, and stole this land. So I concluded that everything I had been told about Israel was a total lie, and I, I better study it. So I went to college and starting in 1969, I, I began studying it. So, uh, it, it, but, you know, the whole uh, uh, milieu here in the United States is uh, uh, pretty much Zionist controlled and, uh, and dominated. That's been my experience since 1967. By the way, I have seen from Orthodox Jews, you don't see this in the media, and of course, nobody wants to promote this, but I have seen Many Orthodox Jews that, I mean, even in response to these recent attacks, many Orthodox Jews saying that they decry Zionism and they even decry the state of Israel. You don't ever hear from that. I, I would ask you this. We got 60 seconds till the break and we'll pick it up on the other side. Do you think, and I, I don't want to hearken too much to 9-11 here, but I mean, sure, could the U.S. have allowed 9-11 to happen to start a further war? Do you think Israeli intelligence could have allowed this attack over the weekend to launch a further war? There are two theories here. Uh, One, you are correct. Uh, This could have been that Israeli intelligence and Netanyahu knew what was going to happen and let it happen because he was uh, uh, domestically in a desperate uh, situation over there. And this uh, now allows him uh, to appear a warlord. Uh, The second interpretation, however, uh, is uh, this is very similar to what happened in 1973 with the Yom Kippur War. Uh, The uh, 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 Israeli officials uh, 
treat Palestinians as if they're children. I've been there myself. I've seen it. It's disgusting that, oh, we're the uh, great uh, 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 Zionist uh, uh, ubermensch, and you're the little bitty uh, uh, Palestinian uh, untermensch, and you need to do just what we uh, tell you to do. All right, Dr. Uh, Francis Boyle, hold that thought. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought about turning your Glock, XD Family, or 1911 handgun into a semi-automatic carbine? It only takes about 30 seconds. The MacTech carbine upper is classified as an accessory and can be delivered right to your doorstep with no FFL or background check required. It's the world's most versatile pistol accessory. Build your custom upper today. Simply go to handgunconversion.com. That's handgunconversion.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Live from the InfoWars.com studios, you're listening to The Alex Jones Show. And now, your host, Owen Troyer. Having a conversation here with Dr. Francis Boyle, and I want to pick it up where we left off. Let me frame it back up for you here, Dr. Boyle. Would the U.S. have allowed Pearl Harbor to happen to get involved in a larger war? Would the U.S. have allowed 9-11 to happen to get involved in a larger war? Would Israel have allowed the attacks over the weekend to happen to further their incursion on the Gaza Strip? And I guess I would... Maybe even want you, if you would, to start with this. I mean, there, there's no debate that the state of Israel has one of the most secure airspaces, if not the most secure airspace in the world, as well as one of the most advanced and penetrating intelligence networks in the world. And we see men flying in with parachutes and rifles, killing people at a music festival. I mean, do you believe that that could have happened organically? Do you think there was a legitimate intelligence failure? Or again, could they have let it happen? Dr. Francis Boyle. Well, Owen, you're right. Uh, President Roosevelt knew full well that there was going to be an attack at uh, Pearl Harbor. And he let it happen because he uh, he wanted in on the Second World War. 9-11, I think <clears throat> all the evidence shows uh, that the uh, United States government knew it was happening and the Bush administration wanted it to happen and let it happen. So, yes, I'm not ruling out that uh, uh, Netanyahu knew full well that this was going to happen and he let it happen because of his own internal uh, uh, predicament that he had there uh, in, in Israel. Now, here's an interesting one, because my crew is always out there looking at stories and angles as well. A uh, very important crew that we have here. And there's another angle I want to bring up that they brought to my attention. But here's an interesting one. Remember, last week, 
they had that giant emergency alert system test. Well, apparently that's being used now in Israel, and Israel is using the emergency alert system to tell everybody in Gaza to flee as they basically uh, are turning it into a parking lot. But um, they're saying, hmm, is this maybe evidence that they knew it was coming, but they did the test here to make sure the system works so that they could use it in Gaza? I don't know if you want to comment on that uh, or pick up where you left off talking about kind of the cultural aspects of uh, Israel and the Palestinians and and how they kind of look down upon them or, as you, I would say, described it earlier, as being racist. Right. Well, as for the uh, first point, I really uh, don't know, except there's nowhere for the two million people in Gaza to go. Israel uh, knows it. And as you said, they're going to turn Gaza into a parking lot. They'll they'll kill tens of thousands if they have to simply uh, exterminate them. But as for the uh, second point, right, I've spent many years uh, working with the uh, Palestinians and uh, Whenever they are there in the uh, company of Israelis, I'm oftentimes there, they treat them like children. It's outright uh, racist uh, uh, mentality. Uh, I would say, again, it's we are the uh, 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 Zionist uh, ubermensch and you are the Palestinian untermensch and you should just do what we uh, tell you to do and, and be glad to do it. So they've grossly uh, underestimated the Palestinians. I've worked with them. They're very bright, intelligent, hardworking uh, people, uh, uh, extremely uh, well-educated. So uh, that also could be a a factor here because we don't don't want to deny uh, Palestinian uh, agency uh, what happened here. Let me ask you this then, because I hear this notion brandied about all the time too, which is, Well, the Palestinians have been given the opportunity. They've been given the Gaza Strip. They could have turned it into a Tel Aviv. That was the argument. They'll turn it into a Tel Aviv. They'll turn it into a Miami. And they didn't. Uh, What's your response to that? Well, uh, 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 it was Hamas that drove the Zionists out of uh, Gaza Strip in 2005. That's what uh, uh, qualifies them as a... uh, national liberation uh, movement. And then starting in uh, 2007, uh, Israel, after Hamas won a free fair uh, election over there, uh, which, by the way, was supported by uh, President Bush Jr. and uh, Condoleezza Rice, uh, Israel imposed a genocidal uh, economic embargo upon them uh, to uh, prevent them from engaging in uh, economic uh, development. So, you know, Israel has only itself to blame for the deplorable uh, circumstances uh, in in Gaza that motivated uh, Hamas to uh, undertake this act of national liberation as they saw it. If I may uh, respond here, not to put words in your mouth, so correct me if I'm wrong. So essentially you're saying Israel and the powers that be never allowed the Gaza Strip to be turned into a new Tel Aviv. No. And indeed, uh, uh, I've been over there. Uh, You know, the Palestinians are extremely talented, industrious, hardworking and intelligent. If given a fair, reasonable chance, they they would have done it. But they've never been been given that chance. No. Now, 
it, it's hard for me to tell what's real, what's not, what's propaganda, what's not. And I, and I like to tread lightly on these things. And so I'd like to get your uh, analysis on this. But it would appear that all the official numbers, and these date back uh, really decades, but even if you look at modern history, all the numbers in this struggle between Israel and, and Palestine, the Palestinians have suffered death at a tenfold rate compared to Israel. Is, is that accurate? That's correct. Even worse than that, if you go back to the uh, Nakba in uh, 1948, which uh, uh, what I originally studied uh, uh, at the University of Chicago in 1969 in great length at my, my course on Middle East uh, politics there, uh, far superior to anything they dish out at uh, Harvard and went through all the uh, uh, literature. Right. Israel just uh, engaged in massive uh, ethnic uh, cleansing of a half million Palestinians uh, driven uh, into exile around the world, driven into uh, Gaza, driven into uh, the West Bank to refugee camps, uh, and then again, uh, happening again, the Naxa in uh, 1967. So, you know, if you tote the uh, casualties up, uh, uh, the Zionist casualties have been minimal compared to what the Palestinians have suffered, right? Now, this is a little bit more of a wonky question, and, and maybe you can figure out a way to make it palatable. Why is the USA so attached at the hip to Israel? I hear this from politicians and people in media. The U.S., we need Israel. We need Israel. We couldn't exist without Israel. I mean, I scratch my head at that. I'll, I'll hold my tongue but um, why why is the United States so attached at the hip to Israel? Who who needs who in this relationship? Well, first of all, Israel needs us. I mean, uh, I dealt with uh, Shimon Peres, the former uh, prime minister, and at one point he said, "We are completely dependent on the United States," and that is correct. Without the United States, Israel would be a failed state. There's no question about that. But uh, uh, American Jews uh, have you know, gotten together. They've gotten organized. Uh, they've put together the uh, uh, different, uh, many different uh, lobbying groups. Uh, they've raised a lot of money. They're quite politically active. And they bribe, threaten, uh, intimidate, and blacklist uh, all their uh, opponents, especially in uh, uh, Congress. You could read uh, the book by my friend, the late uh, uh, Paul Finley here from uh, Illinois, he used to represent uh, Abe Lincoln's uh, district, a Republican, called They Dare to Speak Out. If you speak out, uh, the Zionist uh, lobby here in the United States will slate you for destruction, as they did uh, uh, Congressman Finley. Also, our Senator uh, Chuck Percy, a very fine uh, senator, I supported him. Uh, they destroyed his career. So uh, that's that's why. That's why you only hear this. Now, I heard you say that I heard you say the word there, money, money. I mean, how how do the Zionists have enough money to influence American foreign policy? Well, it's like any other uh, lobbying group. Uh, I mean, uh, American Jews have been very successful. So they uh, they put their money uh, into these uh, different lobbying groups, uh, uh, you know, ADL, APAC. Uh, uh, conference of uh, uh, 
Jewish president uh, organizations, etc. And then it's not just money buying people off, but it's threatening to destroy your career and actually destroy your career uh, if you speak out on uh, behalf of the Palestinians or uh, you uh, uh, you criticize what Israel is doing. ADL and APAC uh, maintain enemies lists of uh, uh, what they deem to be enemies of Israel. Uh, I'm on both lists. Uh, and uh, uh, people on that list, they'll destroy if they can. Uh, so that's that's just the way it goes. Sure. Yeah. And again, this this gets into the, to the wacky nature of it is you can get put on these ADL anti-Semite lists and then you'll have other whack jobs out there saying that you're Zionist shill and Zionist controlled. But I guess so it's kind of like the whole just point your finger and call your enemy a racist and then that destroys them in the uh, in the court of public opinion. So so is it really that simple? They just they can have these groups like the ADL, they just label you an anti-Semite and then any dissent is is squashed? Well, it's not just labeling you an anti-Semite. They're labeling you uh, uh, an enemy of Israel. They go after Jews too who uh, uh, speak out and criticize as I had you know, several Jewish friends uh, who have criticized Israel. They they destroyed their careers. You know, they've asked me for to assist them. the the uh, uh, Hamas shooting there. Uh, they're uh, uh, for the most part sort of high grade uh, fireworks is what they are. They're more uh, for public relations uh, purposes. They're really uh, you know killing people. Whereas uh, what Israel is doing, uh, you know, is just wiping people. Well, now out. people are saying, people are saying, let me just interject because people are saying that that used to be the case, but it appears that Hamas has a lot more firepower now. They do. Uh, I'm not exactly sure where they got it, but it does appear they have more firepower at this point. Yes, because they, they need it for self-defense as they see it. Right. The uh, Zionists are out to destroy them and, and, to kill as many uh, Palestinians as possible. We we have to fear uh, another Nakba uh, from what uh, Netanyahu uh, has been uh, has been saying here. It looks like they you know if they could get away with it, they'd like to drive the entire two million uh, population of uh, Gaza uh, into into Egypt into the Sinai. That could happen uh, uh, again. They've mobilized over three hundred thousand troops. Uh, to to go into Gaza, so we're going to see you know a massive uh, uh, human tragedy here. Yeah, that that when I saw the rhetoric from Netanyahu, I, I was afraid of the worst. And and even though they've been bombing Gaza for I guess almost twenty four hours now, they're saying this is just the beginning. The land invasion is next. What that will look like, I guess only time will tell. Um, I, I want to go back to what you well, were mentioning. Me, yeah, go ahead. Let me. Ma- point there, though. The Biden administration has only exacerbated this situation by saying we are going to give blank check support to everything Israel is going to do to the Palestinians. They know full well there's going to be massive genocide in Gaza. And instead of the Biden administration saying, stop, now let's have a ceasefire on both sides, they have encouraged, they are arming, equipping, and supplying what is going to be a massive tragedy here uh, in Gaza that could very well spell out of control 
we already have a shooting there uh, uh, by uh, Hezbollah uh, in into the uh, uh, border area. If Hezbollah gets involved, as they did in 2006, there'll be massive death and destruction on both sides. Remember, in 2006, uh, Israel did invade uh, Gaza. Hamas fought back. Uh, uh, over a thousand Palestinians were massacred. And at that point, Hezbollah entered the war. Uh, and, you know, Hezbollah is very well armed yeah. uh, compared to the Palestinians. They, you know, they don't have just these uh, 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 advanced firecrackers. They, they've got rockets. And yeah. And, and to me at that point, correct me if I'm wrong, but to me at that point, it, it's basically Iran getting involved. And now we're one inch or one inch away from World War Three. Well, I would not say uh, Iran. We have to be careful here, uh, Owen, because uh, the uh, diehard neocon uh, Zionists here in the United States are trying to use this as a pretext to attack Iran. Now, as of yesterday, both Blinken and Kirby have said they've seen no evidence that, that Iran is involved. But uh, there is going to be enormous pressure uh, uh, for us and, and Israel to attack Iran. Things could get out of control. You're right. There are Iranian uh, uh, forces in Syria. Uh, there at the request of the Syrian government, what makes it uh, uh, legal under international law. Uh, and uh, Syria could get involved. Uh, uh, Hezbollah could get involved. Egypt could get involved. Jordan, we have to understand how uh, uh, unstable Jordan is. The Hashemite uh, family, <laughs> the British put them in power, took them up from uh, Saudi Arabia and put them in power. And then uh, we took over and, and the CIA keeps uh, 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 the uh, Hashemite family there in power. Half their population is Palestinian. So this area itself could could blow up. And indeed, uh, I'm afraid that is why uh, the Biden administration sent off this uh, uh, aircraft carrier strike force under the fort, uh, because they know what Israel is planning to do. And they know that that will produce a, a, a terrible adverse reaction, certainly in the uh, surrounding Arab states. You know, you bring up the CIA. I was going to go in the direction of Mossad. Talk about Israel controlling our foreign policy. Is that Mossad? Is that blackmail? Is that the Jeffrey Epstein types? Uh, do, do, because I think there's an element of that at play here, certainly, with what we saw with Epstein being a spy and Epstein Island and, and the Lolita Express. That's correct. I mean, it's well known uh, Epstein uh, uh, was a front man for uh, Mossad, and he was running a, a blackmailing uh, operation there, the Lolita Express and Orgy Island. And uh, he had a lot of uh, uh, U.S. Uh, leaders, uh, you know, they have a list of them there in uh, Newsweek, uh, who were down there at Orgy Island, uh, found, probably found in you know, compromising positions with girls and uh, films were taken. So, yes, blackmail uh, is is part of it. Yes. All right. I, I don't want to take you out of your your league here, but I think you're probably in all the leagues. Now, this was brought to me by the crew. And it's funny. The only reason I'm aware of this is there is some some biblical stuff on this, but it was also this um, kind of cultural thing was was featured in a Russian film I watched that I liked called uh, Branded. And that's the red heifer phenomenon 
Uh, are you familiar with the red heifer and what that means to Israel and specifically the Al-Aska mosque that you mentioned earlier? Yes, there are these fanatical uh, uh, religious fundamentalist Jews uh, who want to destroy uh, Al-Aqsa and uh, build their so-called third temple. Well, you know, the second temple goes back to 70 AD, I mean, <laughs> destroyed by the Romans. Uh, that, if they do this, and they've tried to do this, and indeed, if you're following the press accounts, now you have uh, thousands of these uh, fanatical uh, uh, Jewish fundamentalists storming Haram al-Sharif, which is the plateau there, uh, and uh, uh, Al-Aqsa, threatening Al-Aqsa, threatening to destroy Al-Aqsa. That, that would be a conflagration if, if they were to do this, yes. So I, I just want to read this out so that the audience that might say, Red Heifer, what are you talking about? Here, here's just all these headlines that we have compiled here on the desk. The Red Heifer Project... Israeli government part of plan to build third temple at Al-Aska. That was the holy ground of the Muslims that you were mentioning earlier. First red heifer born in 2,000 years sparks fears of biblical end of days. Prophecy fulfilled after red cow is born at Temple of Israel. Jewish leaders in Israel needed a red heifer for temple ceremony, so Texas sent them five. <laughs> we, were, we were doing this. Red heifer sacrifice could take place in one year in Jerusalem. Biblical red heifer could bring millions of visitors to Samaria. The red heifer in the third temple, end of times prophecy. Does a heifer herald bring the beginning of the third temple? And from Texas to Israel, red heifers needed for temple uh, arrival. And so uh, I, I'm, I'm glad we had the time to bring this up. I'm not surprised that you had the uh, knowledge to comment on that as well. Uh, last two minutes here with Dr. Francis Boyle. How, how would you like to uh, make your closing statements here? Yes, Owen, thank you for giving me this time. Uh, uh, I have tried since uh, 1987 working with the highest level officials of the Palestinian uh, movement, including Chairman Yasser Arafat, the PLO, uh, to negotiate a two-state solution, starting with the Palestinian Declaration of November 15, 1988, where the Palestinians officially accepted a two-state uh, solution. It's in there. You can read it. It was my idea. I am was their legal uh, advisor on this whole project. Uh, I was also at the uh, Palestinian uh, delegation for the Middle East peace negotiations, 1991 to 1993. But in my experience, going back to November 15th, 1988, the Palestinian Declaration uh, of Independence accepting officially the two-state solution on behalf of the Chairman Arafat, the PLO, the Palestine National Council, there has not been one iota of good faith demonstrated by Israel or American Zionists when it comes to the negotiation of a two-state solution. Not one iota. And that, you know, they could have accepted, uh, Israel could have accepted a two-state solution uh, as far back as uh, uh, December 1988. They refused. They have consistently refused. The Zionists want all of Palestine and with as few Palestinians as possible. That is their objective. That is their ultimate objective. That is what uh, Netanyahu is going to, to be pursuing now in, in the coming weeks, unless we here in the United States stop them. It's that simple. And it could set off a, a total catastrophe, 
certainly the destabilization there, uh, Lebanon, Egypt, uh, Jordan, and as usual, the United States uh, will will be there uh, uh, in, in up to our necks in, in death and destruction. Dr. Francis Boyle, thank you for your time, your knowledge, your wisdom, and your expertise here on the Alex Jones Show. Well, again, thank you, uh, Owen, for having me on. My best to everyone there. Where uh, were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening, defeating the globalists and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book, part two of The Great Reset and the War of the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the Info War. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support, but this is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now.